Khadija pulling this fuck shit where she ain't answering the phone. She might be on Do Not Disturb. Let me see some of that hand. Hey, they about to call you right now from the studio. Who's calling me? The studio, so it's not gonna be my number. Huh? Hello. Hello? Yeah, I said the studio is about to call you. Okay. All right. This is Hell Black, the podcast, you feel me, coming oh, yeah. to you live, tapped downtown in. Oakland, all the way tapped in, you feel me? Episode 12, baby. Episode 12. We was here last week and we're here this week, bro. It's That's over, our bro. first time we've done that. We, we changing the game. It's over. It's over, bro. I feel like if we can stay with this consistency, keep dropping these gems, I know it's only going to get better. Better and better. We've been we talking about this the past week. Like, bro, we we on a whole different mindset <laughs> now. I was in the first episode. Now. And I'm like, we've came so far from the first, even the second episode. Like, every episode, I feel like we're improving and improving. So thank you, everyone, who's been fucking with us, supporting the Hell of Black movement, you know, giving us positive critiques, too, so how we can improve, you feel me? All, we're critiquable, you feel me, as we're talking about all these different topics. Hell yeah. You feel me? Tap in with us. You know, we we always trying to build, you feel me? So Shout out Youth Radio. Yeah, shout out Second Youth Radio. Second week in a row. We The right. first time was not a fluke. Yeah, shout out Youth Radio. Maya is not here anymore, <laughs> but they are still fucking with us. Uh, Thank but you. Yeah, youth Radio does a lot of good work. My cousin, you know, came up in Youth Radio and stuff. And MC, shout out Shira, Cheyenne G. She's opening for Smino this weekend, actually, yeah. um, at UC Berkeley. So shout out to my cousin. That's a free um, concert, right? Yeah, free concert at UC Berkeley. So tap in. Pull up. Um, yeah. Like us on SoundCloud. Retweet, repost it on SoundCloud, Please. comment, you feel me, live tweet it. I know that some folks have been live tweeting. We need some more to live tweet it, you feel me? Use the hashtag HellBlackPodcast. Add us on at HellBlackPod, you feel me? Tap into that Patron, you feel me? <laughs> Patreon.com slash HellBlackPod. You know, $5 a month, you can get um, premium content in extended episodes right when it's dropped, you feel me? So, like, we're going to... We might have some new listeners right now. Not to cut you off, but we might have some new listeners. For the new listeners, can you tell them what... Patreon is. Patreon is this platform where it, it's for like creators. Yeah. You feel me? So we are able to get patrons who uh, subscribe to us once a month or who get paid. Yeah. Subscribe to us and they get charged once a month, but they get premium content. So if you spend $5 a month, you're getting access to extended episodes. And I know as of right now, we've been doing like one episode a month, right? We've been, have, oh, have we, been, yeah, we've been at least episodes. two. Okay. And now I think it's three. Hopefully we can get more. So y'all yeah. might, you feel me? Ooh, but even as that we real be, bang for right. your buck. Yes, Lord. <laughs> y'all might really expanded. be getting that. Yeah. As we've expanded through Patreon, we've been able to, like, record more and more. Yeah. So, like, as we've grown, we've been able to record more, provide more content, yeah. extend the episodes. But what they don't understand So what are we talking about today, bro? Um, well, first, 
we have our first guest, which yeah. is wild, right? Not our guest, first guest, our guest. second guest, yeah. but this is our first guest since we really, like, you know, been able to build our platform right. and build our brand and have people, like, really fucking with us. I know some this people have been tired of hearing us all the time. They're like, man, these two niggas just Which is understandable, <laughs> right? Like, these two niggas just get drunk and rant, which I feel that. Like, not everybody wants yeah. to fuck with that. That's totally understandable. But, you know, we decided to switch it up a little bit and get some more perspectives on here, right? Because I know me and you talk about being inclusive. Right. But... As of late, we've been taking up hella space. Although we have been speaking on, you know, some necessary issues and topics, I think it's now time that we can, like, you know, we didn't got our point across. And we got the technology, too. Yeah, like, before, nigga, me? how could we get somebody in here <laughs> like, if we didn't have the resources to, you know, phone folks in you know, or we, we didn't have the space? It, right. Like, we couldn't just have niggas come to your house. Right. You feel me? <laughs> have niggas come to my house. It wasn't going to work that way. Right. But now we have the resources to where we could phone folks in and also bring folks in to this really nice studio. Yeah. So we have our first guest Khadija Means is live Khadijah. on the phone right now with us. Khadija, are you um, here? Dewey's going to do a little introduction. Yeah, I'm here. Ooh, Khadija's here. Thank you Tap for in. With us, Hello. <laughs> so for those that don't know, Khadija is an Oakland native. Um, a little bit of her background, she's an organizer, a student organizer right now. She goes to UC Santa Cruz. Um, Khadija, just a little of her um, awards that she's won or been, yeah. So the Princeton Prize on Race Relations, and she's also uh, been She's also won Berkeley's Martin Luther King Jr. Leadership Award, which is hella dope. And that's just few of her accolades. Khadija is so much more than her awards and titles. But, you know, we want to give you all a little context to let y'all know. Because some folks believe in, you know, titles and awards. So we're right. going to let y'all know. Khadija know what the fuck she's talking about. Yeah. And if have you, I know y'all have heard me <laughs> definitely speak on Khadija in this podcast because right. she's been someone who's helped me form my politics along with a handful of other people, but Khadija has definitely been an influential person in my life. So I know if she can give me some game, you know, I know she can come in here and drop some gems. Yes, love. Khadija, is there anything that we missed? Go ahead and give yourself a uh, brief intro. I don't know if I need an intro. It's just super weird to be on the phone with you recording this because I usually listen to it in my room. So it's weird <laughs> to be on it. Well, welcome know? to like, the show. Welcome to the Hello Black Podcast. You feel me? Tap in. It's you. not like you don't Thank know you. us. I don't know y'all, and that's the weird thing because I usually like listen to it in my room, and I'm like, those are my niggas. Whatever, right, like well, you can see this talk, talking about this shit. You know, it's just a regular ass conversation that me and D have all the time. Like, you probably yeah, be like, so oh, this nigga like got that from me. Right, when a nigga say something, like he for sure got that from me. I be thinking that sometimes, like, wow, mm, that is definitely my theory. Those are my thoughts. <laughs> You know, so me and Khadija, we met, like, I was at UC Berkeley, an organizer with the Black Student Union. Um, you were at Berkeley High as an organizer with the Black yeah, Student Union. Yeah, back in the day, back in the Ain't day. Ain't that some shit? Look at us now, you know? I know, <laughs> right? Hella wild. And I met Khadija through first Blake and then, of course, um, the African Black Coalition. We were all part of the conversation. Yeah, department. I, um, I, Blake did a really good job at the time, including me in the hiring process. And you wouldn't have got hired unless I said yes. So here we are. <laughs> well, I, would, I appreciate she, she that. She vetted you, bro. She That's what she said. Bit, you know. <laughs> so, Khadija, let's talk a little bit about, you know, Berkeley High. Like, what was that experience being a black student organizer? I remember just seeing – oh, I remember hearing your name a lot. Like, oh, yeah, have you heard of Khadija Means? She's a dope organizer at Berkeley High, running shit, like, walking – making niggas walk out of class and shit, protesting <laughs> up at UC Berkeley, walking out and, like – yeah, so tell us a little bit about Berkeley High and your experiences being a, a black student organizer at Berkeley High. Well, 
when I chose to go to Berkeley High, I was coming out of private school. I went to Julia Morgan School for Girls in Oakland on Mills College. And I chose to go to Berkeley High because it's supposed to be like a really activism-centered area. And they also had the IB program. But I didn't realize how white it was going to be in the IB program when I got there and how segregated the school is just in general. Like it still follows traditional segregation from like before, um, before de facto, basically it was like G the G and H building are for black and Latino students and vocational programs. And the C building, which is like the main academic building was for white people and Asian people. So when I got there, it was pretty much still like that in 2011. Mm Mm-hmm. And a bunch of stuff started happening in that summer between 2011 and 2012. I think Ferguson happened in that summer or maybe the summer after. Yeah, like 2014. All of those years kind of, yeah, all of the summers kind of run together for me because I was in high school. But I'll never forget, like, no one was really talking about it. And I was really frustrated. And I wanted to do something. So me and one other person, a girl named Kayla, and I were the whole Black Student Union. Mm-hmm. It was just us two. That's wild. Because when I was and, at Beehive, it was like we were sticking there. I mean, there was plenty of Black students, but nobody was like Taking politically up the work. charged yeah. or exciting. Yeah, no one wanted to do the work, and so it was just us two. And we sat down and we decided we wanted to have a Black Student Union, and so. We started just, like, holding events and bake sales and stuff. And then Ferguson happened. People started caring a little. I held a police brutality awareness rally, which, like, 10 people came to. Nobody wanted to come (laughs) to that. And then the next thing I held was, like, a moment of silence for Mike Brown. And, like, two or 300 people came. And then we had the walkout and, like, a thousand or two thousand people came to that. No, I remember that. So, that was up at UC Berkeley, right? Yeah, so we we walked from Berkeley High all the way to UC Berkeley. Sorry, I'm on duty. I'm an RA. <laughs> I'm out here for this <laughs> RA phone call for this podcast. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so I I did some organizing. I did a bunch of organizing, mostly focused on queer folks and Black women, but Black people in general. I want to liberate. Khadija is the real fucking deal. I don't know about that. I can't even. It's okay, Khadija. That's just the kind of person you are. That. Not to cut you off, but you are like hella humble. Hella humble, and that's something I admire about yourself. But like, the fact is, like, you, you was in high school shit. organizing like walkouts, like a thousand people up at UC Berkeley. And she's like, hella young. I remember bro. that. Like Come y'all taking now. up the steps of Sproul, just going hella mania. You feel me, like? Like fuck twelve, you feel me? Y'all, y'all didn't give no kids, fucks. Bro. Like as in kids, high school, you know, I'm as like kids, shit. In high school, bro. I was just worried about sports. Like, and I was hella impressed. I'm like, damn, you know. So, I, like, as a BSU organizer at Cal, I'm like, how do I support? You know, be high. So I remember just tapping in with you. You feel me? I'm like, all right, how are we gonna build this? How are we gonna organize? You know, Berkeley High and you know Cal BSU and really be tapped in. You feel me? With our BSU. So I remember meeting at that uh, Pete's on Shattuck. Remember that first time we met? <laughs> You there, Khadija? Yeah, I'm here. I'm here. Do you remember the what first time we met at Peace? I you remember the first time we met at Peace. Yeah, I remember. Wait, we went to Peace, but then there was like a long-ass line or something. Yeah. So we went to We went to Starbucks. Starbucks. No, 
And then we oh, yeah. started shitting on white people, and that was really fun. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. It's true. I mean, it's a fun pastime for me, but not everyone's down. Yeah. But yeah, just to give our listeners some um, background on who Just the relationships is that we have. You and know? how we know her. Like, yeah. she's, like I've always said, she's definitely somebody that's helped me grow over the last two or three years. And she's been doing this work for a long time, and she will continue to do this work. Right. And continue to lead. She's definitely somebody I don't mind following in every sense of the word. Like, I will literally follow her. She can, you know, she's the one. She's with the shit. <laughs> I'm, so, I'm the one? Oh, Bruh, you know you're okay. dope as fuck. Like, come on now. You know. That's hilarious. Okay, oh. let's talk about something that's not me, please. Okay. <laughs> so what we have in store for today, um, on this episode... We want to talk about, I guess, I don't know like the, the best way to say this, but I guess like this phase that we go through as organizers, activists, whatever term you want to use, this phase of like being angry, right? Yeah. Because I was talking to a friend of mine and he was asking specifically like I, asking about like Blake and myself, but also the Hella Black podcast, asking if like we want to be known as these radical and angry black men and also this radical and angry podcast and i'm like (laughs) like yeah in a sense but i also don't want to be fucking put in the box right not just with the podcast shit but in life in general right Right. but i'm like i have to tell him like i'm not going to deny and i'm not going to act like i'm not angry because i feel like this anger is a natural phase that you go through from every Mm -hmm. like from every um like leader that's come before us or like the folks that i look up to and like mentorship that i've had and like people that i've been able to read like whether it's like huey malcolm baldwin right. audrey audrey lord um like these are folks who at one time like had some very angry and when you black and you really fighting for the liberation of black folks you're gonna always be radical like that's just what it is right your shit always gonna be radical right, right? so it's just like yeah i want to be like i do want to be known as that but i for sure don't want to be put in that box but i just think this is a natural phase that we're gonna go through and i know folks can uh agree with that and definitely relate to that because when you're really in the field and you're really doing the work and you got to live these experiences day in and day out and also work with folks that live in that live and um, experience these things day in and day out, you're going to be upset, right? I mean, black rage is natural when you're conscious. You feel me? And black rage, I think, is oftentimes over-policed and yeah. over-criminalized like criminalized even within our own community. Be like, oh, them niggas hella mad. Why they hella mad? Like, why they what they tripping for? You feel me? But yeah. like, I, I feel like when you're conscious, you feel me, it's hard not to be in a state of rage because of what you see. You feel me? You're seeing houselessness. You're seeing, like, bruh murdered in West Oakland. You feel yeah. me? By Bart Police shot in the back. Who not gonna be like? You know what I'm saying? Like, and this shit is like, be upset with shit like that. What do you feel? How do you feel about it, Kanisha? Yeah, I think that sometimes people forget how important anger is. It's a very useful emotion, Mm -hmm. and also, who would you be if you weren't angry? You know? Yeah. Would you even want to be that person if you didn't feel that rage Mm -hmm. and that upsetness? (laughs) One of the things that I always tell my residents, like all the black kids that I mentor and stuff, is that you want to feel. The goal is not to become numb to what's happening, you know? Yeah, I think anger just has this like like, completely, I don't know, anger gets a bad rep and it has this... this, It's because we're not allowed to be angry in a lot of ways because like if we get angry, you feel me, especially like... We're bigger people, you feel me? Mm-hmm. So it's like if we're angry out in public, like we're seen as a fucking threat to people. Yeah. Right like that. We don't have that pleasure 
or, or we don't have that privilege of being able to just be angry and be able to feel our emotions all the time. And I think it's low key bunk that we got to get on here and even justify our anger, right? right. But like, I just want I'm, I feel like we should have this like combo. you oppress people under yeah. the and, you, and then you got to sit up here and complain <laughs> and explain why you angry. Like nigga, if you can't look at the last five hundred years and understand why the fuck I'm angry, come on now, fam. Right. But I also In just want yeah. that. Go oh, ahead. sorry. I didn't Go ahead, Khadija. I just mean like. We, you shouldn't have to defend that you're angry and you should be questioning people who are not. Yeah. You know, like that is an important thing to remember. Like people should be angry about what's going on. And anger is a natural emotion to feel like a natural human emotion. But like we're told we're not supposed to feel angry after like seeing the shit that we see. You know, but also like within organizers, it's like they want to have this almost like it's so glamorized to organizing it's like oh let's go sit let's go sit on a panel let's go you know and that's why i had to make speaking the point engagement of like, you know if what you I'm really saying? in like, the field and like so maybe the work, maybe like so maybe know? you are someone like that didn't grow up poor or whatever and you're not you're not necessarily in that space like i think that me and you are two people who like we're kind of like getting to that point we're not so much focused on survival but more on like thriving right not not so much focusing on surviving but thriving right but like also, we put ourselves in spaces around people who are still just trying to survive. So we still get to have those experiences, right? Mm-hmm. So with us still being in the field and doing the work, bro, you're going to feel that anger. Not being angry is only something that's some shit that you can have from the outside looking in. Right. If you're really in this shit, you're going to be upset, bro. And I think it's because, like, we still in the field. Like, nigga, we live in the fucking hood still. It's not like we, like, are up and, you know, you know, out of reality. Yeah. Like, we still come back to seeing that shit every single day despite, like, having good jobs or whatever. Or even, you like, the work mean? that Khadija does with students. Like, she's still living with these students, working with these students. She's going to be upset about the things that they're organizing for, mm-hmm. their experiences. That's just what it comes with. Folks, that's telling us not to be angry. There's no, I, I, I feel like you would be, I know for a fact you would be angry, too, if you were still in the field. Khadija, why do you think people try to police, like, black anger or black rage? Um, I think that people try to police anything that they can't control. People have a really hard time with things like indecision and um, control. I think those are the two things that I've noticed in people that when when someone doesn't know what they want or someone can't control something, they start freaking out. Like they cannot handle that. Um, And so the idea of someone else being in chaos or something makes them upset. And when it's black people, people are already anti-black. So you just apply that with an extra degree of frustration, basically. Mm. Yeah. I think that it has to do with control, honestly. And fear, which is super powerful emotion. I think it has to do with control and fear, undoubtedly. You know, if niggas get angry like Killmonger, you feel me? Niggas ready to <laughs> pop off and, you know, send vibranium <laughs> everywhere and, and arm the whole hood with vibranium, you feel me, and shoot back. Niggas are so afraid of black, you know, of black really, anger. You, Go ahead, Kadisha. I love that movie so much, Wakanda Forever. And also, I mean, the thing about Killmonger to me is one of the things we have to remember is like the ends don't always justify the means. And so obviously I want a violent revolution where black people are doing better or come out on top, I don't know. But I also, like Killmonger starts talking about all people are from Africa. I didn't like that. <laughs> I did not like that. I felt like it was appealing to white people and white audiences. Shit, I feel like I'm even know, appealing just... to white people right now by even having this trying to justify my goddamn anger. <laughs> but like, 
it's, it, it's so foul. Like, I, but I feel like this is what a lot of our people go through. Is like, fuck, we gotta like, you know, because like it's we can't separate ourselves even as yeah. like radical or whatever. Like, nigga, we still live under domestic colonialism, under white supremacy right now. So I'm gonna say this me? thing. So I'm like, gonna say this. I wasn't yeah. trying to justify our anger. Right. I just for my for me the intent was like trying to let other folks that are doing this work let y'all know like nigga anger okay is completely okay. It's right. okay and it's natural like, oh you, yeah what the fuck you should be angry and also maybe you feel me we might have some white allies out there that really listen to this shit about you know who cares it's never about white people never mind this is for the niggas <laughs> <laughs> this is hell back to motherfucking podcast <laughs> but yeah you feel me i just like, like it was never to ju- it was never to like humanize ourselves and give people who not black and who really not allies and accomplices to understand our right. frame of thought. This was to offer support to folks that's in the field and doing the work and letting y'all know, like, bro, you don't ever have to justify your anger. You don't ever have to justify mm-hmm. any of your emotions. And not all black people are in the field, too. So, like, you feel me? Some people won't understand the shit that organizers Shit, it might be a black person through. that come to you and be like, why are you so angry? I mean, Nigga, I've, I've, had that, I've had that shit happen, bro, especially, like, <laughs> from, like, that's non-organizers. You know what I'm saying? It's like, yeah. we're doing all this work and people don't understand, like, the trauma. You feel me? Like... I don't know, after, like, bro got murdered, I, you feel me, at the houseless camp where we uh, do our work at, it's like, I'm at work, and I'm walking by all these people, and that shit's on my mind. And I know everyone walking past me, you know, doesn't even understand what I'm even thinking about But if right they now. was out there, you know and they saying? really got to live, well, I don't know, because some folks just really just are fucking heartless. Yeah. But for most folks, when you get out there and you really get to live this shit, like, even with the breakfast program, right, if you get to spend time with these folks over the course of six, seven months, and then one day one of them is not there because of murder, come on, bro. How am I supposed to function the next day? Are you working with yeah, a student? Yeah, really hard. I have you working with like, students, right. and one of them ends up passing away. Like you gonna feel something, right? These folks don't be in these spaces, bro. Which is why they'd be able to have such this emotional disconnect because they're not out there. They're not supporting people. They ain't working for the people. Oftentimes, you know. So that's also, like, I would like to say there's lots of work to be done and in different ways. And I, I just noticed that in the podcast, we all mostly talk about getting out and doing the work, which is important because people like to ivory tower people and start mm-hmm. using like really bombastic language. Bombastic just means really ridiculous overuse of big words language mm-hmm. um, to talk about things. But there is some benefit, in my opinion, to, like, people talking about things and, like, engaging with their family members and, like, people in the community outside of, like, breakfast program stuff, et cetera. But the breakfast program and things like that are also really important things. No, Khadija, you know, and so if you're engaging in other work, that's totally allowed, but you should be doing something, you know? Yeah, I, I, I feel I th- like... Yeah. Keep going if you if you're people, not finished. Yeah, I mean, I was going to say, people should be doing something, whatever that means for them. Yeah, and I think that's a that's a mistake on Blake and I's part, and that kind of brings to my mind a critique that we got recently. is like when me and Blake speak on this podcast, we just be assuming that folks know our politics, and that's not smart. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. we don't we, we don't think like that... When, yeah. We just talk like everybody knows that we support folks right. that... We, that we support folks that do the work in whatever field you know what i'm saying like you might be you might be working in academics right like that right. we're not saying that you're not worthy to the movement i think so yeah i, I appreciate you bringing that point up i think blake and i can do a better mm-hmm. job of letting folks know that we so that there is a role for everybody you don't have to just be in the field out here like you might not be ready to be frontline that's mm-hmm. cool it's still a place for you in the movement right right like i'm terrible at art 
<laughs> like, I cannot draw a sign, but I know art is important to the movement. You know, the Period. role of propaganda, you feel me? Writing like, is important to the movement, bro. Like, them articles and shit be right. important to the movement. Some folks that's only going to look for that, that it's some folks that only get their information from that source. Mm-hmm. So, what, what do, I'm saying? Yeah, like, yeah. when we say in the field, what do you think we mean, Delancey? Like, because I feel like when we say in the field, we're not just talking about like being out there feeding folks, but we're to also me, saying the, about like yeah. supporting people. Who is like in the ground? You to feel me, me? So it's like a lot of people yeah. will write about the movement, but won't pull up. You feel me? Or like won't support the people on the ground. So, so you know yeah, what I mean. For me, in the field means actually like having contact with the demographics or the communities that you claim to serve. Right. So if you even if you are writing an article, that means like maybe interviewing somebody or quoting someone who's living the experience or has lived the experience. That's what I mean by being in the field. Like literally being tapped into. The communities that you claim to have to be serving and fighting for—that's what I mean. It don't mean like actually being outside and being frontline or hanging out in those neighborhoods. It mm-hmm. just mean like actually having a connection, whether that be physical, some right. type of connection to the folks that you claim to be serving. Because mm-hmm. folks be like, okay, I'm I'm writing in the in the efforts of whatever whatever movement they're trying to be a part of, but ain't never included nobody who's actually living that experience, right? Right. Like, if you're saying, yeah. like, oh, I'm, I'm fucking with the Black Lives Matter movement, but you ain't never... You only interview professors. You feel me? <laughs> you ain't never even interviewed the people who actually kick the shit off, or you ain't never interviewed your local chapter, or never gave them, like, power. You feel me? Like, that's what I mean by in the field. You don't got to be a nigga who, like, actually outside, like, just because you, pe- you ain't doing people's breakfast don't mean you're not in the field. You feel what I'm saying? Yeah, 100%. Or something along the lines of that. So that's what in the field means to me. I hope that makes sense. I'm off a little dog. <laughs> I think oh my goodness I think that I think that makes sense I think it's really important for people to understand nuance a lot of times people try to paint things as one thing or the other but like gray areas are really important and there's lots of space for people in the movement you know yeah I, I, I appreciate you for holding us accountable on that because I think we've we've done that Every episode we talk about in the field, and niggas probably be like, "Damn, nigga, if I don't got no breakfast program, I ain't shit." Or niggas probably think we, or niggas probably think we getting at them like, "Oh, these niggas think just because yeah. they're doing this that that." I was like, "Sorry." So if y'all did feel that way, now finally episode twelve, we cleared that up for y'all. That's our fault for thinking y'all know our politics because we got hella niggas like nigga that's you feel me not necessarily on the grounds but still doing hella meaningful and necessary work, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, yeah, a- I think. Being explicit will be useful for you going forward, but don't like shit on yourself for it because everyone has to learn. <laughs> oh, I ain't, I'm yeah, I'm just holding myself accountable. Yeah, no, We're I think accountable. I think that's the one thing. Like even when we started the episode, like all right, let's hold ourselves accountable. You feel me? Like we ain't above critique. <laughs> you feel me? So like that shit. That's yeah. important for us to like address it. You feel me? Like because I feel like that's how you build. You know what I mean? Like it's it's yeah. important to have a culture of like I don't know if it's critique but construct. You feel me? Because like. It's like constructive. You feel me? It's, I feel like critique is kind of critique can crit- be opinionated sometimes. Critique too. can like, be hella like belittlement. You feel me? Like <laughs> so, it's like I'm, I, we're trying to construct because because we're trying to well, be we're trying to build. You feel me? I don't know. Critique is useful. Critique is absolutely useful, but it can't just be critique alone. Like critique serves a specific purpose in society to like rile up the masses, get people to recognize injustice etc but it can't be critique alone like it has to be followed up with an and you know a critique and some type of transformation you know it needs to move from critique to something else right so i don't think like so what you're saying like construct is useful you know it needs transformation needs to happen Mm -hmm. it's critique and additionally something else 
Yeah, because it's healthy. And to have additionally, that. did I just drink? I must have. I just said and additionally. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know we in here drinking dog. I don't know what you sipping on, but you feel me? We out here. You know we ain't oh. saying we ain't saying what we drinking because they ain't paying us. You know, but if they want to pay uh, us, we and might say just nothing wrong with getting on here and slipping up <laughs> and using whatever, like not having proper grammar, or whatever, like bro, whatever, like fuck it, tripping. We speak in English. That's a fucking <laughs> colonial ass language. Fuck that shit. And you know, I'm very fluent in ebonics. I'm a doc. I have my doctorate in ebonics, nigga. I got my doctorate in ebonics and fucking jaywalking, nigga. It's wild, bro. Because. I ain't gonna lie, like I get a little nervous sometimes. I gotta make sure, like I speak a certain way, and I'm just like, bro, I don't want to code switch, and like I don't want to have to get on here and be perfect and write out all my lines, bro. When I have an open conversation, and hopefully I get my point across. Bro, I was speaking at the at Berkeley, UC Berkeley, not UC Berkeley, uh, Berkeley High. They had a BSU speaker series, and uh, I was on a panel, <laughs> and I I'm kept- still salty. I'm salty. <laughs> Hold on, everyone <laughs> needs to know how salty I am about this. This mofo gonna come up to my school and not tell me he's there. I knew exactly when I said this, Khadijah was gonna be like hell mad. I'm me. salty. I'm not letting that go. I ain't no lie. Oh, wow. I was no Khadijah, lie. I went there too. The <laughs> niggas ain't tapping with me. No lie. I was mean? no lie. I was hella busy. Just like I woke up in the morning, threw some calls on. I'm like, I had a long ass event the this day nigga before. Nigga didn't even take it serious. Khadijah, I had the barbershop talk. I woke up. Wow. So I had a barbershop talk that we had at my. Uh, hey, Berkeley, how y'all better pay up? Y'all got two <laughs> yellow jackets out here pushing the movement. Yeah. Fuck you, mean? You better tap in. <laughs> I mean, I graduated one year before he went there to speak, and they couldn't even hit me up. Niggas know that ain't right. Shocking. Shocking. Khadijah. Okay, tell your story, Blake. I'm done really ridiculing you. Ridiculing. I don't know if I have a story is- anymore. I'm in my feelings right now. <laughs> <laughs> No, I'm fucking around. But like, I was speaking, and I didn't realize. You know, like when you just speak, you feel me? Like, like this other panelist is like, oh, I'm like this brother over here. He's saying you feel me in hell all the time. I'm just like, that's just how I talk. Like, I don't even realize it, you know. <laughs> but it's like, oh, I want y'all to feel me. But like, sh- she wasn't from the Bay, so she didn't understand like what that even means. You know what I'm saying? So it's just funny, right. like uh, sometimes how people don't even understand like the shit that we talking about, like. I'll be speaking to some of my homies, you feel me, who are from the Bay. And even like Gabby, she'd be like, what, nigga, what you just say? (laughs) (laughs) But I think it's important to be able to hold that, especially like, you know, you're at UC Santa Cruz. Like, you know, I'm working on a college campus. But I think it's important to not have to fucking code switch. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's important to just like be able to talk and say how you speak, how you speak and not have to be like, oh, hey, my name is Blake. (laughs) And then you guys so nice to meet you. I have like a speaking thing and I just wrote in the email, is it okay if I say shit because I'm going to say shit and I'm going to say fuck in this speech <laughs> and I'm not going to stop. Fuck I you mean. Cannot, yeah, I can't stop cursing, but I can't get the point across. The only time I can stop myself from cursing is when I work with elementary school kids. But it's okay. Like, I feel like it's okay to speak naturally. You speak how, however you feel. You feel me? Like, I think that's important. I to not have to like change how you talk. I endorse in order for another crowd. You know what I'm saying? It's like you should be able to speak how you speak, but it's hard. I think that it's it just like hinders my thought process when I have to take out curse words, which I know sounds bad. And if my family members listen to this, they're definitely shaking their heads. But (laughs) it does impede my ability to articulate my thoughts. I ain't gonna lie. Whenever I got to think about anything, it's gonna it's gonna. Whenever I have to think about the way that I talk, it's going to fuck up my ability to And think. then I get all Sometimes anxious and shit. I'm like, feeling. 
I gotta say some shit other like then I don't mean it. You know, I don't, if they I was don't like, "Yo, just know. talk how you talk, fam." I'm gonna drop hella gems. Just might go over their head. I might check this out. Sometimes my only. I did not mean to interrupt you three times in a row, but no, I definitely hey, hold on. Just, disclaimer you're, you're real quick. Yeah, just disclaimer <laughs> real quick. On here, Khadija, there's no such thing as interrupting somebody. Because I know we like to do that when we like have our conversations, like, oh, I'm sorry for cutting you off and da-da-da. This ain't the place. This hella black and hella ratchet. <laughs> so go, let's go this ahead and talk. This is hella black podcast. You know, we live right now. I was right going to say, sometimes my only feeling is like, fuck. You know, sometimes your whole feeling is just fuck. This sucks, you know, and it's that's the feeling. It's fuck, and that's how I feel all the time as a black person. And sometimes it's like this shit hella lit, but it's mostly fuck. This sucks. I so that's how I feel, I and mean, I need to be able tale. to say that. You'd be angry too. Memoirs of a grassroots organizer. Oh, hey, I asked the DJ. I said, "Hey, did I use memoirs in a right nigga?" That's a hard ass title. This nigga Blake, man, don't laugh. That memoirs? is. That's yeah. just hard. That's a hard that's title. Hard. Like that's episode twelve, memoirs of a grassroots organizer. Come on, that's some. What they call that nigga? Is it Hitchcock? <laughs> What's that nigga name? Who? <laughs> Hancock? No, not Hancock. <laughs> nigga, Hitchcock is a writer. Nigga, ain't it Hitchcock? I don't know. That's the director. Okay, what's Alfred? No, I'm not talking about Hitchcock. What's the other nigga name? Um, he a writer. Hemingway. That's some Hemingway shit, nigga. Oh my god. Fuck you mean, nigga? That's some Hemingway. Memoirs of a grassroots. That nigga Hitchcock. As you can tell, we all the way tapped in live right now. Hell, black the podcast. Can we end this with some black joy? Because we did not tap in with black. Oh, we still got some time. It's six thirty-seven, bro. We still got. I know, but we also have to get our uh, uh, exclusive episode in. Yeah, I know. Khadija, we can end this with some black joy. Let's talk about black joy. Yeah, let's talk about some. black Oh, I have a story. I have a story. I have a story for black joy. Please tell us. Yeah, teach us. Go go ahead. So when I was younger, I have two little brothers. Shout out Khalil Means. Shout out Johnny Means. But this story is about a Johnny. So a Johnny got a, a Halloween costume that was like Bubba Fett or something. Some Star Wars character. Star Wars fan's gonna drag me right now. Sorry, but I think it's Bubba Fett, and so he's like a clone from Star Wars: The Clone Wars. And he wore that costume from his sixth grade. I mean his six-year-old Halloween all the way until Christmas. Wait, every then day? Then got another. Yes, and my parents <laughs> were watching like My dad was like, I've been laundering this costume every week. I'm glad he'd been washing it. <laughs> That's a step. And uh, I was thinking, shout out to Cliff, and right? And then he got, right, shout out Cliff Means. So then my mom and dad got him a Darth Vader costume, and he wore that from Christmas all the way to, like, Easter or something. And I just remember thinking, like, I never got to wear a costume outside. Are we white now? Like, what does this mean? It's because you're the oldest. And I realized, (laughs) yeah, I mean, I'm sitting here like, is this real? Like, my brother gets to wear his costume outdoors. We must be white. What the fuck just happened, right? And it turns out my dad was like, freedom of expression is really important for kids. It makes them feel like they have control over their world. And... That nigga Johnny got to wear his costume every single day, and he's super cute. Oh. I'ma send y'all a hey, photo. Like my, I don't man, know if you can post it. It's don't so police cute. that black boy joy. Let that nigga live free. It was Bubba the Fett. best. I mean, oh my goodness, it just warms my heart. I look at it every single day. It's him, and he's like tiny. He's like thirteen now. So I'm he's, about to look up this Bubba Fett photo. costume. He it's had, so he funny. One, he, so Bubba was Fett, this nigga wearing the mask too? He like the mercenary, right? Was this oh, nigga and then this is, I just had just got my first camera, so I took a photo of him without the mask and with the mask and spliced them together. Oh, my the goodness. Fuck? 
Hey, what's this nigga name? I'm looking at some Bubba Fett videos right now. What's my one nigga name? He played the general in Undercover Brother. I think that's him right here. Never. <laughs> should I text this photo to? Should I text it to Blake or should I text it to Blake? I'm going off with a fucking tangent. Yeah, Khadija, text it to me. I want to laugh too. You can just sit there in a group chat. This is so cute. So who wore the Bubba oh, Fett costume? Khalil? No, a Johnny. Shout no, out to Johnny. A Johnny. A Johnny had one costume and then he got another costume. I don't know what Khalil had, but a Johnny got to have his costume Jesus, and wear it outdoors. I don't know you said. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, Dorsey, hell fucking hell of foul. He said, Jesus, this nigga need a haircut. Oh my god. Oh my god, Dorsey's so foul right now. You should see it. This nigga You're all so the way laughing. This nigga crying in the Nobody is above critique, nigga. This is Darth Vader. That's Darth Vader, nigga. You don't know what the fuck about Star Wars, Kadeesha. What you talking? What you sitting on? I told you. You're not even listening to the story because I said he had the first costume and then he got the second costume that was Darth Vader and he wore it every day. I'm pretty sure in both costumes, this nigga needed a haircut. Oh, my God. You're the worst. Shout out to Johnny. All right, You're out of pocket. What if he listens to this? Well, good. He going to know you. Man, Popular shout out podcast. my young nigga. Oh my! Uh, Johnny, wow. know what's up? Wow. I got love for bro. B, what brought you some some black joy this some whatever black joy. since our last episode? We don't have to be this I don't week. Oh no, honestly, bro. Oh, I mean, seeing Black Panther. Yeah, that was dope. I yeah. saw it. You know, shout out. So to you, dope. Bro, I gotta see it again. Um, uh, shout out Ryan Coogler. I heard that one time Kamal Bell mentioned me to you, and you said. How is she doing? And I want you to know that she's doing well. I'm the she. I'm, <laughs> I'm so hyped. This movie was so good. It's everything I could have ever dreamed of. Delincey was at the shoot, watching them shoot Black Panther. And I was in my bed crying, wishing I was there. <laughs> my favorite thing. I mean, I have the comics. I had a poster in my room. I have everything. I'm so obsessed with Black Panther. So I saw it for a second time this weekend. That was my Black Joy moment. You know, we rented out a whole theater at Jack London for all my students. That's lit. So that shit was lit as fuck. Um, so that was my Black Joy moment. That shit was lit as fuck. Like, just being able to see it for a second time. And just seeing all the, like, when you see it for a second time, you just see so much more of the movie. Like, a Hell lot of, yeah. like, you can just see how, like, thoughtful. Like, bruh is, like, a genius, bruh. Like, thinking about every single scene, like, even the red, black, and green, I didn't notice that until the like, second Like, even some yeah. shit that most folks not gonna care about, right? Like, all that yeah, shit, like, was dope. bruh really thought about every single scene, you know? So just seeing that and just seeing how, like, hype my students were to see the movie and to see, like, positive representation of black people. Like, people underestimate how, like, positive representation means. Like, niggas not don't understand. Not positive, like, though. But, Blake, not just positive. It's like the character depth. We're talking about nuance. We're talking about subtleties. Right. We're talking softness and sadness and love and passion and all of these things. Right. Like Okoye said, for Wakanda, without question. I was dead. I really was. I was gagged. That was incredible. But, you know, I'd be studying, like, black representation in film. You feel me? So, like, to see movies, like, all the time, like, Tyler Perry, nigga, he over here in a fucking mammy, like, making millions of dollars off of, like, a mammy caricature. You know? So, like, I see... Can we not diss TP, man? Come fuck on. Fuck Tyler Perry, nigga. Not I right swear now. To God. Not, not right, right now. now. <laughs> Let's not diss TP, man. Not right now. TP hella problematic, but at the same time, mm, the nigga, you know... I read about I don't fuck with that from nigga. <laughs> and from that from that moment forward, I shut my mouth about Tyler Perry. Yeah, like you feel me? He's problematic, but he also be paid. doing some shit. He be doing some yeah, shit he too. Was not, yeah, Taraji was not getting paid her worth, 
and Tyler Perry gave her her own movie and paid her a, a more reasonable thing than the Benjamin Button thing As and should. really put her on. And he employs so many black people. But I he mean, did make obviously, his money off no ethical, com- no ethical consumption, Blake, but that's another story. We're not going to disrespect him today. Yeah, let's, can today. we just give TP a break? <laughs> It's okay for us yeah. to disagree. Yeah. But I don't fuck with that nigga. Uh, <laughs> you don't have to fuck with him to not talk shit about him today. Well, I'm just, you know, I was just talking about my analysis. You feel me? So I fuck with Black Panther because it has so much, like, dope-ass representation of black people in, like, so many nuanced ways, as you were saying, Khadijah. Like, to see, like, not, like, colorism wasn't a factor in the film. You can't name many black films where colorism wasn't pre- prevalent. You feel me? So, like. That's real. That's so, real. What about also, you? I'm trying to be Lupita low-key because everyone is adoring her. You see all these interviews? <laughs> I'm just trying to get that vibe. How do I have that energy where every person who sees Lupita is like, oh, my God, she's amazing. She's got the Beyonce effect. She's the Beyonce of acting. I just want to be, like, before I step into what brought me black joy, I'm going to step into some black hate. I'm just so sick what? of seeing everyone <laughs> lust over Chad and Mike B. Like, bruh. I'm right here. The ones he's like, I'm, I'm do right daddy. Accessible. <laughs> Them niggas are not accessible. Me, come fuck with your local neighborhood, Mike B, baby. That's what I'm going to say. Oh I'm right God. here. Mike oh B is on, at work. He probably, he's somewhere recording Creed 2 right now. He's he not looking at none of y'all mentions. I have enough followers oh to where I can still God. see my mentions, y'all. Oh, shut up. I can no, still check my DM. Right Stop Be hitting quiet. Mike B and Chad. <laughs> Ryan is happily married. <laughs> You're like, I'm his younger cousin. I am here. Everyone's searching after M'Baku, and I don't know that actor's name right now, and I'm upset. I just can't wait till, man, hella black ain't lit until people are posting us on Twitter and posting our pictures, calling us kings and shit and all that. That's when I'm going to know hella black is really Hey, hey, remember that tweet I sent you, though? Yeah, that was funny. (laughs) That shit was fucking funny. But we need, like, a thousand more of those. That's when I'm going to know. What kind of tweet? We just need people. Somebody just said we had sexy bay accents, and I'm like, thank you. Somebody finally acknowledges my worth. About time someone acknowledges my goddamn worth on social uh, media. Period. Tap, Recognize me. Tap the fucking with Hell Black podcast. If you listen right now, if you fucking with us, you feel me. Tap. If you in, fucking with Delincey as your us. local sex symbol, tap oh in God. with me, please. I am off. The, I am out of here. Let me tell my black. Let me tell my black. Let me tell my black joy story. Please. What brought me some black joy? So we had a three day. Delincey, what brought you some black joy? Let me let me ask you that. I'm really trying to embrace the concept of self care, bro. I really don't know self care at all. I'm not even joking. I do not know what self care is. I don't know. And even the things that I do in the efforts of self care or in the name of self care, like working out, they're all hella goal oriented. And they're all like, okay, I only have an hour to work out. Let me get this shit in. Anytime you put a time limit on something, that's not self care, in my opinion, and in my experience. But this weekend, I was really able to take things slow. I can't remember what I did on Friday. Um, what day did we good. have? Good. That sounds good. Yeah, I can't even remember what I did on Thursday Friday. Thursday we recorded Friday. And then we went to halftime, right? Yeah. We went to halftime on Friday, too? I was, at, I, was, I was at halftime on Friday. I don't even know who I was there with. Shout out Ari at halftime. Got me super lit. That was amazing. <laughs> I had so much fun. I got wasted at halftime and I went home. Then on Saturday I woke up. It was a... Well, it's it probably like 74 degrees and sunny. This is not, not really a, sounding like a moment. Not a cloud in sight. Not a cloud in sight. 74 degrees on a Saturday in Berkeley. Not a cloud in sight. Hello. I walked up to IB's grand reopening. Got me a Philly cheesesteak. Bought myself a <laughs> yo-yo. Some curly fries? I, I got a, no, I got a Philly cheesesteak and a large fry. Then I, went, then I went across steak the fries? street. Yes. Okay. Then I went across the street. And I ate it outside, actually. The sun was just beaming on me. I looked beautiful. <laughs> 
So I went to went to IB's oh grand God. reopening. Then I walked across the street to Games of Berkeley and I bought me a brand new yo-yo. I walked downtown. Games of Berkeley has a game called Anti Monopoly, and I'm trying to play. Never played it. Bought myself a new yo yo. Walked down Telegraph. Me and my yo yo. I'm walking a dog. I'm doing around the world. I'm doing Rock the Baby. <laughs> this is amazing yo yo, by the way. I go to Bows and Arrow. I buy me a nice pair of shoes. Wow. And I walk home and what I sleep. What type of shoes are we talking about? I bought some Adidas. Something Adidas. nice. I slept for three hours in the middle of the day. Three? That's Three whole hours. Oh my God, it was amazing. Thank you. That's what self care looks like. And then I watched. You the bought office. some shoes. Yeah, I bought Do some guests shoes. get paid on this podcast? I'm hey, <laughs> chill out. <laughs> Ch- chill out. Hey, but we do not believe in free labor. We do not believe in free labor. So yes, Khadija, you will be compensated for this because we do not believe in free I don't labor. Know how? But I, I was mostly fucking with y'all. You know, I love y'all. We got. You know, we got Venmo. Yeah, we got. You, you know, will be paid. But that was my black joy. Hello, so, Black Podcast, episode, episode 12. 12 episodes, Oh, bro. I have one thing to say to, to end this. Okay. <laughs> it was inspired by Delincey's black woman boss saying that, she, like, giving them a moment of happiness thing every day. What was it? Oh, Janine. Um, Janine, she's our office manager over at the organization that I work for. I will not say any names. Um, but Janine is is the woman who I'm talking about. And she just, we have, like, this... There was in the month of January, she gave us like these kindness reminders throughout the day. And I think the reminder that I sent Khadija a couple of days ago was telling her to, um, the reminder that Janine gave me was to thank my body. And each day, Janine, Like write a thank you note to yeah. your body. And that reminded me of some really good advice I recently got, um, which is to treat yourself like you would treat your best friend. Mm. And when Delancey was talking about self-care and how hard it is for him, um, I just think think what you would say to your best friend, which is probably Blake, but could be me. And like, what would you tell them if they were having a sad day or they didn't like themselves today or they were feeling upset because things were going wrong? Treat yourself like you would treat your best friend. Whatever you would say to them, whatever you would give them, whatever you would do for them, do for yourself. Because it can be really hard to love yourself and so much easier to love other people. I feel like that whole rant you just gave, like it wasn't a rant, but like I feel like somebody should sample that. Some artist needs to sample whatever you just said, Khadija. That shit will be the hardest intro. I could see <laughs> I could see some dope ass shit with that. So episode twelve, Hello Black the Podcast. We all the way live right now, downtown Oakland. You know, if you want to hear what's next on this episode, you gotta tap the fuck in with the patron. You feel me? Patreon.com. P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com. At Hello Black Pod. I see Pod. you putting that De La Salle education <laughs> to use, nigga. Yeah! At Hello Black Pod. You feel me? Spell that shit. No grammar check. No Microsoft Word. You feel me? We all the way tapped oh, in. So if you want to hear this, the last part of this oh episode, pay $5. You feel me? Support black people. Support black people doing doing the work. You feel hey, me? hold on. Follow Khadija, too. Khadija, so what's your, what's what your Twitter? do you want us to shout you out, shout you out on? Uh, I only have Twitter. Special, shout it out. Special K. And you got to spell it out because I know your shit is like. Oh, yeah. It's. Special K double zero because I'm a spy. No, I'm not. Special K S P E C I A L K A Y double zero. And shout out to Youth Radio too as well. Shout out to my nigga Gardenia. I really hope I pronounced it well. I hope I pronounced it right. Gardenia. Hey, shout out my nigga Gardenia. I appreciate you, bro. Thank you for fucking with us, man. Thank you for engineering it. Um, so now we're gonna go back go black to our you know our patreon exclusive episode so could